What is up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. My guest today is Andrew McVitie. He's a physiotherapist and coach. How are you doing today? I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah, good so far. Awesome. Well, you're uh, you're coming from a long ways away for this conversation, all the way across the pond. So yeah. uh, thanks for uh, thanks for making the time to do this. No, it's good. It's good we've been able to find the time when we're both up and yeah. awake at the same time. <laughs> I was yeah, that, uh, what is it? Five or six hours difference? So that, yeah. that can make things. Yeah. So not not too bad. That is it. Yeah. 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 But it, it can make, make things a little tricky. So, um, so if you will, for for everybody watching and listening, please give us a little bit of your your background, your uh, like academic background, athletic background, and and professionally what you do now. Okay, so I suppose athletically is the is the most important. I'm a uh, a lifelong really uh, climber. Um, I've been climbing now for 26 years, although I'm yeah, I'm 45, so yeah, not not all of my life. Um, I've been coaching for 14 of those years. As the sport has grown, it used to be quite a bit of a backwater alternative kind of a sport. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that people maybe didn't fit into team sports. They sort of fell into this. And it was a little bit of an alternative scene. Uh, now it's it's mainstream. Olympic sport this year, mm-hmm. gyms everywhere, uh, both you know, all through Europe and America. It, it's grown hugely. Um, and with that has come the need for coaching. As the sport has become more and more popular, you get more people participating, taking part for longer, more frequently, getting injured and then my my other hat comes into play as a physiotherapist um and that um you know that area has has grown hugely as the sport has grown i've i've been fortunate enough to witness that all the way through from it being a a quiet little alternative sport to now being a uh, a mainstream sport and yeah Mm -hmm. everything's just exploding at the moment in the world of climbing yeah, I imagine because it's uh, because of the demands of the sport are so different than than any other sport. The the type of injuries you see and the type of issues you see are probably very unique. That it it helps to be so involved in the sport and as a physiotherapist to be able to make those connections. You you wouldn't want to just go to some uh, some generalist, let's say for something that's a very unique thing within the sport of climbing. Yeah, there's certainly um, finger, hand-related issues that, that mm-hmm. definitely come into that um, that aren't so common in other sports, really. Um, but if, I think if you apply the principles, you know, the, those strong principles of rehab uh, can be applied to most things. But yeah, definitely where I find it really comes in, you can rehab most people in most sports or most walks of life i feel Mm -hmm. getting somebody fully returned back to their sport at the level that they want to be at especially if they're operating at a higher level that's where the the real unique knowledge comes in i feel yeah that's That's where that nuance yeah for sure knowing your you know, a lot of climbers also, they just like outdoor activities. So they will be runners, they will be cyclists, they mm. will be climbers, they'll be hiking, they'll be doing canoeing, you know, a bit of everything. So 
I've been the same. I've done um, off-road ultra marathons. I've done long cycle rides, you know, hundred and odd miles, and you know, and that type of thing. And and so you have that. You you start to know that cyclists they really know how to train. Yeah, mm. <laughs> runners will run through an injury. They they mm-hmm. will ignore it. They will just keep going and keep trying. And, and you know, you, and so you have to work cycle. These are all stereotypes, but psychologically, you have to. You know, see where that person's coming from and what their the what their sports general approach is. Mm. You know, and their tough sports, things like cycling and, and what have you. And it, and it is trained through it. <laughs> That's their, their their mantra almost. And you have to be careful. Yeah. 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 That's that's so true. Uh, triathlete fair. background, I think you were saying. You so yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My runners and triathletes, they'll show up, and they'll be like, "All right." My leg's killing me. I got three weeks till I race. What are we going to do? And, you know, they probably just came from their ortho who said, hey, I'm going to put you in a boot for six weeks. And I'm like, let's figure this out. <laughs> they, yeah, they just left it in the car. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to not race. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we put all our eggs in one basket. It's not like other, like, team sports where you, you know, like – the entirety of the season determines how you do it. It's like, no, nah, this is it. So yeah. Yeah. You're um, one race, big race of the year. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, let's talk a little bit of, uh, how we got connected. So I get a, I get a message on Instagram from my friend, Mandy, uh, who's been a guest on this podcast, I think uh-huh. twice. And, uh, she says, Hey, I've got this guy who, who's got some, some questions about, about collagen. And about like mountain climbing or rock climbing and and all this stuff and and maybe you can help him out. So expect a message from him. And so that's that's kind of how I got introduced to you. So tell us a little bit about how y'all got it, got connected and and yeah, we'll go so from there. I guess as we were touching on before, climbing has has grown hugely, and with that comes everything that surrounds. A growing sport uh, you know money is now involved we have climbers who are sponsored by you know very you know national internationally famous companies and that kind mm-hmm. of thing drinks companies and uh, you know and that type of stuff. supplementation is coming in and so yeah collagen popped up as uh, you know a few times both in my kind of social media or on climbing websites and this type of thing and, and one person started producing a particular you know collagen uh, supplement and I just looked at that I was, was getting more and more interested in nutrition both for myself and my performance and, and my recovery uh, but also from you know with a professional head on thinking towards patients and mm-hmm. their recovery and this seemed you know the it basically says the science proves that this you know will reduce injury and speed up recovery mm-hmm. and I was like whoa <laughs> this sounds amazing but yes you know, being 45 you know, I'm a little long in the tooth I don't believe all these things so I started to dive into the science um nutrition is not my thing I'm a you know physiotherapist but I can read a paper I can critique mm-hmm. a paper I can see if this is is this what the author's actually saying um and not quite was as a result of that it's not quite what the author was saying um <laughs> but yeah, there's there's so many ways to contact 
people now and, and it was literally through instagram um and i'd come across mandy and it was there is somebody who knows her stuff about mm-hmm. sports nutrition and actually through instagram i spoke to a manufacturer of uh, a, a supplement collagen mm-hmm. supplement. i spoke to somebody who was involved in designing them i've spoken to you know nutritionists like yourself and and, and mandy um mm-hmm. it's been brilliant just to to reach out and have open conversations with people to discuss the science uh you know which she was able to do obviously as well and, and put me in touch with yourself so it's just been a bit of a a journey i've <laughs> i've gone on really yeah so uh i was actually the vice president of R&D for a supplement company a couple years back. Yeah. And uh, collagen was not something that I ever wanted to include in our line, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But... (laughs) Yeah. It's there. But it's there. It's everywhere. And uh, and it's it's becoming more and more popular in general with with, uh, just muscle development and... and, Obviously, the aesthetic side, it's everywhere, you know. Mm. Do you want to improve your the strength of your hair? Do you want stronger nails? Do you want better skin? Do you want, you know, so there's that side. There's the side that is trying to address things like, uh, like joint pain, osteoarthritis, things like that. And then there's also the sport performance side, the rehab side, the injury prevention side. So as a... As a supplement ingredient, it actually spans a very wide spectrum of potential uh, benefits, it's let's say. It's almost too good to be true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it comes to supplements, uh, if you just read the, the marketing claims, then every product is too good to be true. Um, yeah, of course. Unfortunately. But there, there's caveats let's say there's like if if we step back and look at it from the perspective of not does it work or doesn't it work because like the using that as a measure of of does a supplement do the job or does it not do the job it depends it depends on the timing it depends on the dosage it depends on uh the specific type of collagen let's say um it depends on uh, what your measurement of does it work yeah. is. Like, yeah. so there's it's it's complex. But <clears throat> if you if like you who took the time to weed through this, if you're willing to do that, then yeah, then you can get to some answers that will allow you to to be able to practically. Uh, help yourself, help your athletes. And um, so hopefully we'll be able to dig through the mud a little bit more today. To yeah, no, it'd be good. Provide some more answers. It'd be good. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. what what are some of the things uh, kind of through this journey that you've taken? What are some of the main points that you've, that you've found? What are some of the, I guess, the big takeaways for you? The big takeaway um, to do with collagen I mean, but when I went through university and went through my training, you you could become aware of how important collagen is to the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we we are just 
full of the stuff, aren't we? You know, in, in its different types, but predominantly types one, two, and three. And so then it makes sense. You know, you, you see that if I take this, if I am lacking in this, if I need some of this, then I take as you know, I I supplement. I take protein powder um, because it's convenient. Um, you know, and I'm not against supplementation, um, mm-hmm. but I think if there's a a better way to spend your money and time, then perhaps we we should look there instead. Or if there's a better way of gaining the collagen that you need um, or the amino acids that are actually needed. And this is where it kept going by my journey. My overall takeaway, I suppose, sorry, is, is the question that you asked is, I now know an awful lot more, but I now know about how much I don't know. Yes. My goal when I started looking into nutrition for myself and, and then for patients and, and clients was I wanted to be able to give them some guidance. I, I can talk to people about macros um you know what we should be looking at before training after to you know generalized nutritional information uh, mm-hmm. and I, I feel happy to give that but we go collagen right what's collagen made out of and then right well what happens to that when it goes into the body or how does it you know what pathway is it using to get from your small intestine to be you know how does that end up in your knee as a new mm-hmm. piece of type 2 cartilage um <laughs> you know, and, and so yeah, every level you open opens up another level. You know, and and obviously you guys, yourself and Mandy, are at that next level and beyond. And and I'm I'm at the basic understanding level. Um, but you then realise why there is a need for specialists. You know, mm. like like yourself, because we all can't know everything about everything. Because it is just a, you know, the, the information just grows outwards doesn't it um yeah yeah uh and so, i'm i'm no expert right, <laughs> right okay. there's people who know a ton more about this right so yeah. that's that's what's yeah. crazy is you can always dig deeper mm. like yeah there's, there's always so much more uh context that yes. once you learn more it's like like you said that that opens up a ton of more questions mm-hmm. and and more lanes where you're like okay well in this specific instance how does this work so yeah like the the idea of uh let's oh sorry i'll let you finish and then i'll i'll pose a question to you um i think that was about it really is just that yes it's it's you know collagen or its constituent parts it's building blocks are important and we need as part of a, a balanced diet that's going to fuel what we're doing that needs to be taken into consideration mm. um that's kind of as far as i've got <laughs> because you know i've got the understanding i've done you know looked at the papers it's then when you look at what those papers are building on and where they come from that yeah it all gets gotcha. too much it, yeah. it it's a lot and it's a yeah. lot to to this is a good segue it's a lot to digest Uh, and so yeah (laughs) i like it yes (laughs) good so here's one of the the big questions that i had when i started to look through this is uh, okay so fundamentally what's the difference between collagen protein and something like whey because at the end of the day protein is just amino acids so Mm. so what's the difference so 
I've got a I've got a chart here. Let me open it up. So it's just somebody took a look at the difference between 11 grams of bovine collagen peptides and 11 yep. grams of whey protein uh, concentrate. So not even the highest, what I would consider the highest quality, quality. Yep. type of whey, mm-hmm. um, but a solid type of, of collagen, uh, collagen peptides, which are yep. different than uh, other types yeah, of collagen. And, and, and this is... When, when these things are, are stuck on the side of a bottle in you know in, in the shop or on the websites in this kind of like hydrolyzed collagen mm. and it's that well yeah you make that sound like it's some kind of super sciencey exciting thing that makes this a better collagen than any other it, it's powdered <laughs> collagen it, it's just a nice way of saying powdered collagen isn't it I mean, yeah well yeah. but there are some differences between the way that uh like you digest and utilize uh, collagen from, like, say, a chicken drumstick yeah. versus um, bone broth versus uh-huh. hydrolyzed collagen. Ooh, and hydrolyzed, yeah, hydrolyzed collagen or collagen peptides can actually, uh, they're not broken down to the same extent so that it looks a lot more like tendon or ligament by the Uh time that it gets to 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 that to the knee let's say right so there's less that has to kind of be put back together so that's one that's one of the differences but Mm -hmm. there's that doesn't always mean it's better so okay (laughs) (laughs) but then that context has a context yeah exactly so (laughs) like when we look at the differences between uh just like generic collagen and generic protein uh, like whey protein, let's mm-hmm. say, like the amino acid content in collagen is not impressive at all. Like from my perspective, this, the quote unquote sport performance perspective or the strength and conditioning perspective, I'm looking at what can deliver the highest level of leucine mm-hmm. because that is probably and the most, yeah. yeah, that's the most important, uh, limiting factor when it comes to the quality of a protein so like in 11 grams of bovine collagen peptides there's like 300 milligrams of leucine when i look at 11 grams of whey protein concentrate there's like 1100 grams of leucine so like almost four times as much leucine um so like if your entire goal is to stimulate the synthesis of new muscle protein why would you bother with collagen? It's mm. not going to be helpful. It's it's relatively cheap, but like so is whey. So mm. and there's a bunch of other ways. So if for people who are who are looking at the marketing and who have assumed, oh well, it contains all the essential amino acids, and that's what I need to stimulate, you know, muscle growth and development and muscle repair and and promote an adaptation. I'll just go with collagen. Like, mm. Not a good idea. You should probably go with something else. But, so so that's the first but, or the first caveat. Like, if you're looking at uh, other soft tissues, like mm-hmm. tendons, like ligaments, uh, like joint health, like these other things, well, then, you know, then supplementing with collagen is maybe a little bit more important. So, um, so from there... Where do we go next? <laughs> well, interesting what you were saying about the 
you know, hydrolyzed and the, the oh, what's the word? I've bioavailability. Is that the, mm-hmm. the right? Yeah, yeah, yes. the right term. And I've looked at so like leucine. You, you would as a as a broad brush figure, you know, you're after kind of two grams of that to trigger the protein synthesis and, mm-hmm. and such that. And, and point completely taken about collagen as opposed to whey. But I, I think uh, Keith Barr, isn't it, who seems to be the main researcher in this area i think he mm-hmm. did a uh it was almost like a narrative paper i think really and he said way you know good quality way with a high leucine you know is, is probably just <laughs> you know just as good in mm. in his opinion um where it is finding a level of interest I, I, I think um, and going back to what you touched on before about the production of it and the manufacturer you know, actually being made in the first place and sold the manufacturer that I spoke to kind of off the record I won't say who they were mm-hmm. um, said that they started producing it because their athletes were demanding it they were mm-hmm. asking for it um, mm-hmm. and it yeah and it's just hugely out there um, in climbing we, we all tend to get if we're going to get an injury the most common is the fingers and it's the tendons so golfers and elbow um, mm-hmm. sorry golfers and tennis elbow so mm-hmm. the actual tendons or ligaments in the fingers that hold the tendons in place when mm-hmm. we're holding on to small bits of rock and they come under huge loads you know multiple times body weight type thing just in a finger or two um, and so the idea that you can take something which will find its way to these tissues that are being stressed and, you know, help them adapt to these loads is really tempting, isn't it? That, mm-hmm. That's really very... Um, I have started eating... I'm, I've been vegetarian for the last few years, so eat, eat dairy, but, uh, but not actual meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've recently started eating locally sourced organic chicken (laughs) Mm. um because i do think i need some collagen Mm. you know um i was also getting quite sick of pea protein it's got (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm afraid um doesn't matter what you do to it it just tastes of dried peas um (laughs) and yeah and and it just goes back to the if, if I can get what I want, you know, I, I do eat a, a portion of chicken, gristly bits and everything um, mm-hmm. a day now. I can't sit here and say, oh, yeah, my, my knee feels way better now or my finger. As you say, it's just not that black and white, is it? It's not that cut and dried with these things. Um, but I probably wasn't getting that at all before. Mm. You know, yeah. I... I can't remember exactly which study it was, but I remember seeing one, uh, and I think it was either looking at joint pain or osteoarthritis, Mm -hmm. and the subjects in the study who were, who ate less meat after the introduction of, uh, I believe it was hydrolyzed Mm -hmm. collagen, they had the most improvement, which right. I thought was really interesting because uh, I guess they 
they needed it the most. And so they yeah. noticed the most change. Mm. Um, that's, but, but coming back to the, the introduction of, of the chicken, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure that even though you're consuming collagen in that form, uh, it's all just getting broken down into individual amino acids in the in the digestive yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Once it's been through a hydrochloric acid bath and then through the churning of your large and small intestine and all the yeah. enzymes and you know, yeah, ev- everything. Yeah. Otherwise, if we if we needed strong bones, we'd just eat bones. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's that's I what's guess. so interesting is. Yeah. My perspective is okay if if I have if I want to increase muscle mass, mm-hmm. the the easiest way to do that is to eat animal source muscle mass, right? Like that just. It's yeah. one of the funniest things. It makes sense, right? So, yeah. but when it comes to if I want to improve tendon, ligament strength, joint, you know, mm. health and, and function, do I just eat those things? Well, not exactly because it's all broken down into those amino acids. Mm. The benefit, though, is now you have those amino acids and your body can in general can do what it needs to do to to replace and repair and protect and do all the things because now it has it has the substrate to make those things yeah the issue here in the difference between tendons and ligaments and and joint uh joint surfaces or or joint structures is muscles have a very very uh well-developed efficient supply of blood which delivers fluid it delivers nutrients it shuttles away garbage and it's not exactly the same when it specifically when it comes to ligaments and when it comes to joints right so even if you have all the substrate there's no guarantee that it can get delivered so let's talk a little bit about the protocol that you came across and we'll talk a little bit about that and then i think i'll be able to to provide a little bit more insight into bulk fluid flow, which is uh, if you're if you're going to try to get some benefit from collagen, like here's here's why the the timing of these specific nutrients matter. Right. Okay. Yeah. And for me, the, the big takeaway from Bar's work isn't so much, you know, he he showed that if you ingest gelatin you will have more gelatin uh, you know and and the amino acids within your system he then showed that if you exercise then the synthesis or or they've certainly found markers that are related to increased collagen synthesis within Mm -hmm. the blood and then if you apply the serum from that blood to a engineered Engineered. ligament i mean this is where it, it it's not quite so great but I, I, you, you read it and you think, yeah, this this all makes sense. That ligament mm-hmm. became functionally stronger, and yeah, and and such like, and and up up there, took up the collagen. Mm-hmm. Um, what came out of that for me is the intermittent exercise of ten minutes or less duration. Load isn't particularly important, so even if you have an injury, you can just very you know go very light, or even exercise other body parts. 
mm-hmm. you know, you get your... Just to get big, it flowing. Yeah, yeah, to get everything mm-hmm. going for 10 minutes, three yeah. times this in a day. This was the jump rope? By about six. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah, yeah, you just had gotcha. to skip him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and so if you have someone who has an injured finger, that takes out a lot of what we would do to training climbing obviously this is the connection to everything that, that we do um but if i can even get them skipping jumping rope for 10 minutes three times a day mm-hmm. and take this supplement and say don't worry this will be stimulated you know, we're doing something yes you know i mean yeah there's there's other things i would be doing as well but that for me was the takeaway that we have a proven protocol that allows our body to uptake collagen if it's there yeah or as you said the substrate the building blocks if they're there it'll go for it for sure no i think uh so this was the they did two different uh amounts of gelatin right was it like five five and and 15 and there was a definite correlation between 15 having a higher uptake and a higher amount within your blood yeah yeah and so this was uh, in, uh, vitamin C enriched. So I have no idea the specific product that they use, but like I'm sure it wasn't Jello, right? So before people like jump onto, uh, you know, like eating a Jello cup every yeah. day, like <laughs> probably not, probably That's not going to do way it. Ahead. Yeah. Even though gelatin is basically just. Uh, cooked down collagen that's well, essentially I, I went yeah to the supermarket um when this when I, you know i first started looking into it down the home baking aisle and and there it is yeah sheets of gelatin um mm-hmm. and i was like oh is it that simple <laughs> <laughs> because i know th- this this marketed um collagen supplement i was talking about you know the the dosage that they recommend and that type of thing you're looking at 80 to 100 dollars a month because it's it's had extra leucine added to it for the Mm -hmm. synthesis it comes with vitamin c so you you all Mm -hmm. you need to do is just take that whereas then you look back at Barr's research and he was gelatin of of, of whatever form it was and some Mm -hmm. ribena yeah you know yeah have to be fancy (laughs) no no (laughs) and that that was what got me thinking hang on you know this doesn't have to be I'm not against supplementation, but eighty to a hundred dollars a month on something we're not even certain what the dosages are and, and that type of thing. But we do know, sorry, going back to where we were, we do know the protocol. Yes. We know that works. That's yes. powerful. So when it comes to the protocol, let me just pull up my notes here. So bulk fluid flow. Mm. Um so in the same way that uh, like weather patterns change because uh, uh, weather likes to shift from like areas of high pressure want to move towards areas of low pressure, right? So when it comes to uh, like the lymphatic system within mm-hmm. the body, like that's a, that's basically a passive system. You can work through that by muscle contraction, right? So yeah. that helps kind of move things along. Um bulk fluid flow is essentially the same. So when you're moving, the pressure around joints, the pressure within joints, the pressure 
extracellular pressure, intracellular pressure, all these things are shifting. And that change in pressure allows uh, certain nutrients and, and certain amounts of fluid to cross specific barriers. So um, in, in looking at the way uh, tendon injuries happen um, and, and the way that uh, scientists have been able to figure out how to, how to speed up these types of injuries, uh, re- reparate or repairing these injuries, um, and proposing new ways to look at how to fix these things. They've looked at bulk fluid flow, and and if you deliver nutrients into the bloodstream at specific times, so they they're peaking at the same time you're exercising or moving and causing, mm-hmm. like if the nutrients are there that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll all get to where they need to be, but you can increase the amount that will be delivered into a, a joint, let's say, if it's there during these times of bulk fluid flow when when these nutrients have the, the potential to shift from extracellular to intracellular, from outside the joint to inside the joint, yeah. from things like that. So I think that's really the secret to the protocol is uh, – I, maybe there's a couple secrets. So the combination of vitamin C mm. with the collagen or with the gelatin made it so that uh, it's much easier to attach collagen fiber to collagen fiber when it's uh, either lysine or proline the specific amino acids are already in their oxidized form. So hydroxylysine, hydroxyproline. um, That's what vitamin C does. It allows those specific amino acids to be oxidized so that they can, so that these collagen fibers can like stick to other collagen fibers. Yeah. Right. So they already have that part. So when you're, I, I believe that when you're ingesting uh, hydrolyzed collagen. It's essentially delivering it to the body sort of in that form where it ready to go. It's much easier to just lay down these, these fibers. So that's one benefit. The other benefit is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, when it comes to digestion, they found that collagen peptides or hydrolyzed collagen, uh, you can find it in the bloodstream faster versus Mm -hmm. just collagen by itself. Okay. So, you're essentially you're speeding up that amount of time so that uh, most most of these nutrients aren't reaching peak levels in the bloodstream until like half an hour or an hour later, right? So if you can speed up that process, then you don't have to be consuming this, you know, an hour before your workout. Now you can consume it 10, 15, 20 minutes before, and now yeah. you're going to get the same effect. So, so they've got that that sort of situation going where now you have, you've got the collagen, you've got the vitamin C. So you've, you've got it set up to where it can lay, lay down a whole lot faster. And then the, the exercise, whether it was jumping rope or whatever activity that you're going to do, you're stimulating those specific structures, the tendons, the ligaments, they're, they're doing some sort of work, even if it's not the target Mm-hmm. that you're looking for right so yeah. you're stimulating the synthesis of new collagen formation you've got the structures 
you're putting those together. And now by doing that exercise, you're also eliciting that bulk fluid flow. So I think it's really the combination of those things that allowed them to then pull that serum, throw it on the engineered ligament and boom, it mm. they're seeing benefit. Um, is it the exact same outside the body as it is inside the body? We don't know, but no. you're probably like, you're definitely doing yourself a favor. Mm. In my opinion, I, I think it's a good idea to do. But if, if your diet is, say you've got all the amino acids covered, yeah, um, you've got your, was it glycine, proline, hydroxyproline, is it, that mm -hmm. make up, uh, yeah, collagen. Um, yeah. So I'm eating my, my chicken every day now. I'm, I'm gnawing on the bone and getting all the, <laughs> all the grisly bits. All that good stuff. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, so th that's, if my body requires that, it's already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is is that so? Would I still need to supplement? I I would definitely encourage an athlete or or whoever, you no, know, not as a a rehabilitation, but just in general to to have a a connective tissue health session. Mm -hmm. You know, to be given these little interventions quite often. Um, yeah. So so if if you feel somebody's got it covered. Yeah. When would you bring a supplement in? Would be a much better question. So that's that's a good question. Yeah. Um, in in general, here's so when I I mentioned kind of before we started this that I I wrote a chapter in a friend's book kind mm. of all about this stuff. So yeah. when I'm prioritizing things, this is the order that I do it in. First and foremost, uh, collagen is is not discussed. Even before that. We're talking protein in general, but in my opinion, the most important thing is you have to be able to cover the cost of training, of maintaining the tissue, and then the, the cost of repairing the tissue. So I don't care how much collagen you're supplementing. I don't care how much protein you're getting throughout the day. If you're in a calorie deficit, your body's mm. not going to do that. Okay. It's just not going to do it. So yeah. uh, my from my perspective, it's what's your caloric need? So I'm going to, I'm going to sit down with the athlete and I'm going to say, okay, how much are you eating every day? This doesn't mean we have to be tracking every day. We don't have to track all the time, but I do think it's a good idea to every once in a while, make sure that we're addressing things correctly. So, um, if your basal metabolic rate is, you know, 1800 calories, and then your activity factor makes it so that you need to shoot for about 3,000 calories every day, then we're not going to discuss anything else until you're able to consistently hit that. Because if you're coming in at 2,200, then we can throw all the collagen down your throat that you can handle, but it's not going to help because you've got, uh, you've got the substrate there, yeah. but you can't pay for it, right? Like So that's like... I want to build a house and I dumped off all the construction equipment mm -hmm. and I've got the construction workers there, but they're like, until I get a paycheck, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to okay. stand here. Right. So I like, like that, I like that. That works. You've, you've yeah. got it all there. <laughs> yeah. But no work's going to get Can't done. Do anything until, with it. 
you got to pay for it. So from my perspective, that's always the most important thing. You've got to cover the cost of training, right? Mm -hmm. So like that, that requires currency that requires calories. You got to cover the cost of just maintaining uh, all your, your joints, your ligaments, your muscles, your bones, all of that. And then if you want to adapt, if you want to get stronger, if you want to get uh, more proficient as a climber, then you probably don't want to even be at maintenance. You probably want to be at, in a slight surplus. So if you have no idea what that means and you're just like, oh, like I get stuck on this one fairly often because I know a lot of people are like mm, calorie counting, tracking. That's that's like just as bad as as other types of disordered eating. And disordered, like, yeah. what, what is ordered eating is a exactly. question I'd like exactly. to <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know. It's um, tough. Yeah, and like within the endurance community, it's becoming more and more of a thing to be like, no, avoid the, the calorie trackers. You're mm. you're not helping yourself out. But I'm like, okay, but then how do you know what's no. enough? Like, well, yeah. you know, I felt I felt full. Yeah, like, well, there's plenty of people who don't eat enough who feel full because you, your digestive system can adapt to what you give it, so that you're not always feeling miserable because you're only giving your body a set amount of food. So, um. So yeah, starting with that and then from there going into like general protein content. So I like my athletes, you know, to shoot for about a gram of protein per pound of body weight or, you know, about two grams per kilogram, somewhere in there. And that way you're giving your body all the amino acids that it needs. Mm. Whether, and like I recommend a variety of protein sources. You know, I work with athletes who are, vegan i work with athletes who are vegetarian i work with athletes who all they want to do is eat meat and like yeah. i'm a big barbecue fan here in texas yeah. like uh-huh. barbecue years ago serious. i was you know one of the the fashionable diets you know the the keto the atkins whatever that mm-hmm. that had me written all over it that was yeah. my dream diet yeah if i can just eat meat and some leafy salad i would be the happiest man in the world so That's now fantastic. to have gone yeah all the way through to being vegetarian and now I'm kind of falling off the wagon a bit. Um, I mean, that, that was for, you know, animal welfare reasons, really, which I, I mm-hmm. feel are valid. Mm-hmm. Now I buy local, high quality, high welfare. And that, that to me is sitting. Of- yeah, yeah. Everybody always seems to be, it's got to be 100% of one thing or 100% of the other. And you can't be in between. And it's like, I'm, I'm doing what I feel I'm able to do and that I'm happy with. And that's, mm. that's me. And you're different. And the next person is different. And we shouldn't all be, oh, you said you're a vegetarian and now you're eating a McDonald's burger. Well, you may just have really fancied that that day. And that's How fine. dare you? How <laughs> yeah, dare you? Yeah, that's fine, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that really, yeah, interesting. And, and this is the process that I went through myself personally of, I, I did calorie count. I, mm-hmm. I can now in a day pretty much guesstimate how many calories I've had because I now know how much are, are in and what a portion looks like. And, and you know, we, we habitually eat quite a lot of the same foods, don't we? I mm-hmm. think uh, yes. I make sure I get a, a good spread, but I, I, I know really, I, th- I feel, but originally, I increased my calories by 100 calories a day for a week mm-hmm. to see if anything would happen to my weight. Mm-hmm. Didn't. I had to do that four times, 400 calories a day, before I actually thought, oh, I think I may have put some weight on. 
yeah the Navy. yeah uh, and it was a very small amount of weight and and so that for me i was like okay i need to be actually here i've been mm-hmm. down here uh did i feel better for it yes <laughs> and then my next was to sort out protein um and the way i, I did one meal a day i'd like I, I just got my breakfast sorted that was my focus to mm-hmm. start with and then once i felt i had breakfast I'd, I'd sort of, then I started looking at my my lunchtime meal, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just piece by piece, isn't it? But when you're systematic like that, it tends to be a whole lot easier. But mm-hmm. a lot of people like like they try to jump in and do everything. Like oh, oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it took me until I was you know in my mid forties, you know, to, before I was like, okay, why don't I approach this <laughs> instead of just going, I'm doing that diet, and as of midnight tonight. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and, and follow an entirely different diet. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I look at that now and I'm thinking, wow, because food, I, I live to eat, you know, not, not eat to it. I love my food. Um, and yeah. And to change everything is, yeah. Yeah. Well, nigh on impossible, isn't it? Which I guess is why so many things fail or so many people. That's struggle. the truth. Like when you try to like, about face like completely change something overnight it's just it's it's behaviors take time Mm. to to really sink in and so when if you can chunk it and make like adding 100 calories a week for a couple weeks that's beautiful that's perfect like that's that's how i work my clients up to a calorie goal that's how we work down to a calorie goal like if i've got a client who wants to lose weight and right now they're set at 2500 calories then next week depending on what their basal metabolic rate is because i don't want to go i often don't want to go down that low Mm. um uh, depending on their activity the number of calories they're burning uh, depending on a lot of different things like i'm dropping down 50 to 100 calories a week on Uh, their way down to a set point okay and i don't like that's just that's one way i do it i know Tons of people have success in a bunch of other ways, but if I know your basal metabolic rate is 1,800 and we're at 2,500, I can get you to lose a lot of weight really quick if I take you right to your basal metabolic rate or below that. Yeah. But yeah. that that's probably not going to be helpful in the long term mm. if we're still trying to make uh, athletic adaptations yeah. or make you not hate yourself. Or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. or enjoy life. Or hate me. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of times I've gone through the process of really upping my protein, um, dropping the calories back down to where I know. Yeah. And, and it's been successful. I'll, I'll follow that for uh, sort of about 11 days, have a three day break, do it again for another 11 days. And then that. that. But yeah, but I have just gone from here back down to there. I've never thought to gradually step down takes a lot longer yeah but i i will have a plan in mind it will be say for a climbing trip where i want to perform or it will be for a particular season of the year you know we're coming into climbing season now here um and so i want to start performing after a winter of training and so i haven't been calorie counting so much and yeah need to lose a bit (laughs) yeah so like the way that i would set it up is to look like eight look at an eight week time frame or a 12 week time frame Uh, and say okay i'm at you know i'm at 2800 calories and i'm gonna work my way down to 2000 calories 
And that's going to be, you know, two or three weeks maybe before a specific competition so that I have a buffer. I've got a window to make adjustments as I need to. And the goal isn't to get down to 2000. Uh, maybe the goal is to get down to the point where I'm consistently losing a set amount of okay. weight per week. That may happen then, before though. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And so then I ride that wave. And if, it, right. if that's 2200 calories, then stay there as long as you can and make those changes. Cause like, for me, my goal is always training intensity and training volume. And the lower you go in calories, the less intense you can train and the less volume you can accumulate. So you want to you wanna lose weight on as many calories as possible, Yes. not as few. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, but, um, so back to... Sorry, yeah, we digressed. No, that was, that was good. <laughs> Interestingly, but yeah. Yes. Um, so, like eating collagen supplementing mm. with collagen is that a good idea to do on top of your protein goal or should that be part of your protein goal at the end of the day i think it's probably best to include it in even though i would quote unquote consider it a lower quality protein mm. leucine can't be the only measure of protein quality in my opinion like it shouldn't be the only measure most of the time, I think it's the most important thing. But um, I like there is some research showing that, uh, which I guess is is counter to what Bars Bar said about you know just going with whey. It's probably uh, when it comes to the amino acids, it's probably the same as going with collagen. Mm. Um, there is research showing that you can use a um, a leucine-enriched essential amino acid can augment mixed protein synthesis, but not collagen protein synthesis. So there's still probably some benefit to ingesting some forms of collagen. Right. I, I do think it's good. But uh, there's some other research showing that um, it depends on, the t again, it depends on the type of collagen. So like bone broth isn't, always a reliable source of collagen precursors when you're comparing it to like uh um like supplemental collagen okay so in, in so, my freezer every day when i eat my piece of chicken which is normally a thigh or a drumstick and yeah in my freezer is now full of this bag full of bones <laughs> that i was gonna make some bone breath. <laughs> maybe maybe i won't bother now then yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing here's the thing uh, maybe that is still going to be good for, uh, for your skin and your hair and your nails. And it's like, okay. you know, it, yeah. it's still, it's still good in general. You're not like, it's going to make a not, nice stock for a chicken, you know, it's going to taste good. Soup. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, it, man, it's so easy to get trapped into these or like backed into a corner. Like, well, if it doesn't do this, then it's not good. Like, yeah, but mm. But it does all these other things too. So, if it wasn't worthwhile, then, you know, then you know our ancestors probably wouldn't have wasted the time eating it. And, you know, we've adapted because of the diets of of you know, ages and ages back. So, uh, our body will figure out some some way to utilize it. I'm sure. That's kind of how I how I feel about it. So, once I've addressed calories. And then protein in general, and then hey, you know, make sure you're getting some sort of 
of plant source protein, and then that's probably a good idea to also work in some sort of, of collagen-based protein, um, then I make sure my athletes are are getting enough vitamin C. Like if you want, if you want collagen formation from those amino acids from regular protein, I say regular protein, like non-collagen protein, (laughs) um, like you, you can't be vitamin C deficient. Like you're going to get scurvy and you're going to have issues with all your tendons and ligaments. I, I never, I guess because it's not really around so much now, hopefully scurvy. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it was only through research in this that, that that I yeah learned basically it's a breakdown of you know the, the ex- extracellular matrix isn't it and the collagen yeah. just yeah yeah and Can't so therefore together. organ failure and yeah and all that type of thing yeah and I, I just thought it was something to do with sailors back in the olden days when they got <laughs> bad teeth and <laughs> and then they died or something yeah yeah um, but yeah hugely hugely important and that that clears up exactly where I, I was aware it. it it helped the process. I didn't mm-hmm. know, yeah, actually in what way. So that, yeah, it's interesting to know. So yeah, it's it's that, uh, it's the presence of, of vitamin C that helps with with that high... Uh, Binding. Oc- yeah. Yes, the, yeah. the uh, oxidizing those certain amino acids so that they can bind, so that they can right. stick together. So it's so, it's so unique, in my opinion, the differences between like, uh, like muscle protein and the way that muscle fibers look mm. and you know we get the the cross bridging and mm-hmm. we've got actin filaments and myosin filaments and and it looks you know so different compared to like a tendon or like a ligament yeah. where it's just collagen it just looks like spaghetti yeah yeah it just like, <laughs> it's just yeah. thrown together it's so yeah. interesting to me yeah but um yeah, I, I have often, this is particularly with tendons, you know, and, and they need loading as part mm. of the repairing process in order to align those fibers, isn't it? And to bring yes. them from being this mess yeah. to being so that they can take the, the forces in the direction that they need. And yeah. yeah, and I've often thought, that seems a bit haphazard. Why? <laughs> Why, you know, if the body can make all these other fantastic, you know, honeycomb structures in the bone, and if you yeah. see, I, I find things like a knee cartilage, for example, it is just, it's a beautiful thing when you you actually see it for, for mm. real. Um, and it's like, wow, it's amazing, you know, the body made that, and yeah, but collagen, so, just throw it in there. <laughs> just throw it in there, it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah not sure where. <laughs> Somebody got lazy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe think actually there was, there is, and it may be along the lines of this hydrolyzed and, and this idea that undenatured type two collagen. Mm-hmm. Um, now I I found a study that instantly got my alarm bells ringing because it was sponsored made by a, a manufacturer, which isn't always a bad thing because they did mm-hmm. actually declare, you know, we, we are openly declaring this, but. Mm-hmm. It was an absolutely kind of gold standard, uh, double-blinded, randomized control trial. Uh, I've made a note, it is Lugo et al. 2016. 191 participants, all diagnosed with knee osteoarthritis, took 40 mm. milligrams of undenatured uh, collagen type 2 a day. There was a placebo group and also a group taking glucosamine sulfate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
fantastically run trial won't bore you with all the details i've been through it about three times going there'll be something in here i'm going to find the thing that proves that this is you know this is all like, rubbish um no uh significant outcomes in, in in a score called the womax score which is a a well-recognized knee function and pain related all of its subscales it was just mm-hmm. like yes this is statistically significant and also some real world benefits recorded as well uh, and yeah and that got me thinking to the point where i've bought some uh, because that literally it was 20 pounds um you know wow. 25 dollars or whatever for a month's supply um and i self-diagnosed but as a physiotherapist i know i i have away osteoarthritis in my left knee um mm-hmm. You know, I had a cruciate ligament uh, reconstruction there, so 20-odd years ago. Um, yeah, the knowledge wasn't quite the same as it is nowadays. It was, uh, don't do not do anything for six weeks, and then <laughs> throw your crutches away and, and get back to life. <laughs> Jump right back into it. Yeah, yeah. You're ready um, to go. Yeah, no, no, no help, no physio, no nothing. <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah, but th- this seemed really quite, quite powerful, and, and there's been a further meta-analysis done um at a mexican university that that agrees with the fact it reduces the womax score significantly statistically significantly. yeah was this uh uh like three months six months was this a longer study it was six months yeah 180 days yeah but they they included um you know treatment by time factors and this kind of thing intention to treat i, every, I was i was looking two-way anovas which is not my field but you know statistics <laughs> is not for me. stats but I, but I, yeah yeah but i was thinking like have have they you know have they formed some bias here accidentally by their you know cause that can even happen through treatment by time which is actually meant to stop bias between groups isn't it but mm-hmm. um yeah and i i've not been able to pick a hole in any of it and it it kind of looks good and it's at the kind of cost where i would feel happy to say to someone give this a try it's not going to break the bank it's not 80 to 100 dollars a month it, it's yeah. 20 pounds uh, 20 pounds actually was enough for myself and my partner wow. um she's she's taking it as well. <laughs> that's awesome what what blows my mind about that is the the difference in the type mm. of of collagen and then the dosage like for for these other types to be effective you're looking at 10 grams 15 grams mm. and now yes. we're looking at milligrams 40 milligrams what it's amazing yeah. yeah and i can only figure and it 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 pinged back in my head when you were talking about hydrolyzed and how actually that can be a, an advantageous thing it isn't just turning it to a powder it is about, about how how broken down it is mm-hmm. and so this undenatured again that was that opened up a whole book to me that i was like i'm gonna have to <laughs> spend as long again just researching what that means and yeah. so that but I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of still in the, its natural building blocks and therefore a bit more readily available yeah and i think there's there's differences between how type one and type two and type three are are broken down and 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 utilized you know mm. with within digestion so the that was all type two 
yeah. collagen, correct? Yeah, and it, so they're looking, I'm guessing, particularly at knee cartilage, which is why mm-hmm. they went for the knee osteoarthritis. Um, but for something that's, you know, we, we know it, it's very slow to heal. It, cartilage can adapt. We used to think that it couldn't, uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely does, and it can repair and it can heal and that kind of thing, but it's very slow. And, and they did nothing else, these these participants in the trial there was no because often it'll be like they did placebo with exercise or this with exercise Mm -hmm. no other confounding factors it was carry on as in your normal lives don't do anything different yeah take this every day wow it's incredible Uh, yeah i don't know yeah i don't know that's really interesting Mm. so along those lines uh something else to consider for knee knees specifically i think the the most research is kind of done in this area um omega-3s yeah so in addition to um like really just reducing chronic inflammation in general so if you're going to go with with like uh like osteoarthritis is essentially an inflammatory response Mm. so um going with with increasing your omega-3s has a lot of of benefit like i know some people shoot for like three to four grams per day and they have a ton of benefit from that um there's a ton of anecdotal evidence but there's also you know some some legit research into that area so that's another thing that i that i recommend uh in addition to you know calories like hit your calorie goal hit your protein goal get some collagen Make sure you're not deficient in vitamin C. Make sure you're also supplementing, uh, like, well, get your blood work done. See if you're deficient in zinc. See if you're deficient in uh, manganese, because these are also going to play a, a big role in in soft tissue function and, and production of okay. collagen to repair those things. But then, yeah, omega-3s and make sure you're also including other things in your diet that will help reduce chronic inflammation. Uh, like uh, green tea extract, um, curcumin, right? Yeah, so is that the things the like that? Turmeric. Yeah, the, is is yep. that a? I mean, this is another one that's every health food store, every supermarket has a little section of vitamins and supplements and whatever. And so your fish oils are always there. Mm-hmm. You know, cod liver oil and that type of thing. So omega three is fair enough. But but now there's yeah turmeric's always there yeah curcumin is a very powerful anti-inflammatory okay and uh so a lot of a lot of things like zinc uh Mm -hmm. is uh it has a hard time getting into uh individual cells Mm -hmm. like uh, there's different forms of zinc when you supplement and some are more bioavailable than others and you can basically increase the bioavailability of just about all of those types of zinc and and other vitamins and minerals as well, but specifically zinc, uh, if you combine it with an ionophore. And so curcumin serves as an ionophore. It'll actually help chaperone zinc into uh, cells, which is right now, I'm not a health expert. I'm not an expert when it comes to COVID, but... Uh, other people who are experts have said that combining zinc with some sort of ionophore helps pull it into the cells, and zinc is really powerful at fighting off uh, viruses. Oh, so, wow. 
So I'm not recommending anyone do this, but what I yeah. do every morning is I take my zinc and I take my curcumin pills. Right. So, and I take vitamin D, but that's different. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm on the vitamin D now as well, um, mainly because of where I live, mm. which is, you know, northwest England. Not a lot of sun up there. Coming. Not a lot, no, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And when I worked in the in the NHS um, as, a, as a physio, uh, there's a definite increase. Mm. Uh, we are now seeing rickets and, and you know, bone. Wow diseases and, and that type of thing in certain populations and yeah vitamin d gotta have it mm, yeah yeah gotta have everything it's so <laughs> <laughs> but I, I very much like the approach you know really good takeaway today of calories and i love the analogy of building the house having everything there good to go but if, yeah, if you're not paying your workers they're not going to do it yeah it's they're not, not going to get anything. built yeah. yeah, and then the protein, then the collagen, then we look at the things like the amigas and the yeah. So prioritize. Yep, there's a there's a hierarchy of benefit, and I think when you're doing it that way, um, like most people don't need to be told, hey, you have to apply a training stimulus. Like mm -hmm. they they know how to do that, and if they're if they're in therapy or rehab, then you as the physio is telling them what to do. So you're, mm -hmm. you're applying that training stress, but, um, like the, you know, the, the 500 mile up perspective where I can see everything is like, you've got to, you've got to apply that, that mechanical training stress, which is the stimulus to adapt, but there's, it's all nutrient dependent. You have to pay for it. You've got to not only pay for it, you've got to provide the substrate. So in the same mm. way that the calories pay for the workers, you also have to have those amino acids there, which like that's your lumber, that's your cement, that's your that's the stuff to to build all that. So you want them both there. And specifically when it comes to to collagen and to this whole discussion that we're talking about, that bulk fluid flow, you don't you don't you want them overlapping so that everything's there at the same time right you don't want yeah. the workers there chilling for an hour waiting on the equipment to show up like you want it all there at the same time so you can get that full you know that full work day and get the yeah. get the most benefit out of that so i think hopefully okay. that's uh that's some help yeah no definitely thank you cleared up yeah some terms for starters and yeah and what they mean that that definitely helps but then just as you said the the approach having things there and, and knowing why mm. it's always good because now that you know we have the internet we have google what i i get asked i've, I've always been about educating patients i've got to say I, I feel like that's my you know one of the the things i absolutely aim to do if people mm -hmm. want that there are also yeah. some some particularly certain athletes will just be like just tell me what to do and i'll go and do it i don't want i don't <laughs> want to know the ins and outs um but yeah the, you get asked so much more now why mm -hmm. why why this why that and i think it's great but uh yeah yeah at least I, i'll be able to really say why now yeah and that's <laughs> that's one of those things i get asked why all the time and there's plenty mm -hmm. of times where i've said i don't know i don't know I'll let me get back out. to you yeah. yeah yeah and that's, that's the best I, I think that builds trust, you know, that builds confidence that, you know what, this guy's not just going to make something up, you yeah. know, 
So I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, Andrew, I've really enjoyed talking with you today. Um, Brilliant. No, thank you. I'm going to have to have you on again in the future to, to educate me on on how you train climbers. Like, I want to I want to know. It's so. an Olympic sport now. There, yeah. there, there will be numerous climbing gyms in Texas. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, there's a nutritional background to it now. There is, you know, the, the sports science behind climbing now is just going through the roof. So, yeah, yeah for sure. I can talk awesome. about that. Yeah. Sweet. Well, let's make that happen in the future. Okay. And uh, again, thank you so much. So how can uh, how can people watching and listening, how can they follow you? How can they reach out to you if they have questions? Oh, so I, Instagram is probably the best now um, at process physiotherapy is my uh, handle on there but uh, I, I don't output very much I feel if I've got something to say I'll say it I've never I don't think I've ever had a referral from somebody saying oh I saw you on Instagram could you treat me yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I don't feel the need yeah to go on there constantly yeah I yeah. check it every day and that kind of mm-hmm. thing and, and I like having to say that this whole collagen thing came through instagram really and reaching out and talking to people i find it brilliant for that but uh, yeah there's there's not that many posts on there awesome well, that's all right but hopefully what there is is interesting <laughs> yeah quality over quantity yeah that's what i'm aiming for yeah awesome <laughs> well like i said i'm i've really enjoyed the conversation thank you so really, much for taking you. the time to do this and uh right. we'll uh, we'll have you on again in the future and everybody go uh go follow andrew and <laughs> Reach out to him if you have any questions. and Yeah, for sure. We'll go sure. from there. Always good. Thank you very much, Kevin. My pleasure. It's been great. All right, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening, and stay tuned for next week's episode. Adios.